This experience is best with headphones. This is a program in partnership with Open and Clear Broadcasting. For more information and additional programs, visit us at openandclear.com. For any questions you would like us to focus on, comments about the show, inquiry about advertising with us, or just want someone to talk to, please visit us there at openandclear.com. Beware of false prophets, 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 which come to you in sheep's clothing. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into driver's temptation. But inwardly they are ravenous wolves. At the trial of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work. Ye shall know them by their fruits. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea. Is Reverend Devon Divine a false prophet? For let not that man think that he shall Sent here to lead us astray. A doubting, double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let the brother of low degree rejoice that he is exalted. Or is he a spiritual teacher who can guide us to the path of freedom? I'm Dr. Mark. Come with me and partake of his fruit of knowledge. And decide for yourself. Welcome to another episode of False Prophet. Uh, I'm Dr. Mark here with Reverend Devin Devine on January 3rd. It's our New Year's special. All oh, these sounds cutting out pretty bad. Darn. Hello, Mark. Yeah, hopefully the uh, okay? internet works with us here today. Yeah, everybody got to hear the beginning and we're getting a few comments and it's pretty dramatic, wasn't it, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Am I losing you completely? 
Yeah, it kind of sounds like you're in a deep, dark tunnel as well. Technical uh, issues. Mark is no longer in uh, UK. And where are you at now? California. <laughs> Uh, I don't think I understood that. Uh, Huntsman, California. Wait. Okay. Oh, call ended. Oh, jeez. Rate that call. Yeah, one star. Thank you. Yes, guys. Hello. <laughs> We're live. And uh, yeah, let's see what we decide to do here. Oh yeah, my phone service is is pretty bad here. So we try and call through the Wi-Fi, and we were not prepared. That sounds trippy. <laughs> well, if it's not going to work out with Mark, then I'm going to have to do my other program, and that's okay. <sighs> Isn't life fun? Hmm. <laughs> it's like, where to go with this? It's too bad. It's all good, though. It's like you have to work with things in such a such a way that you can be on that edge you know that razor's edge being on that in that spot that position right there right on the edge i don't know how to explain it it's like you're you're just there right enough to be in the world but not of it I could be freaking out right now, right? I could be like, oh, we're live. Oh, this is a serious programming. <laughs> I'm supposed to be doing this. And this isn't working. Which I do. I am capable of. I, And I don't, uh, I don't mind it. <laughs> I don't mind getting upset about things. It doesn't matter to me. It's the same thing. Looks like he's just completely off the Wi-Fi, and he has no internet or something. Don't know what's up with that. Worked good for a minute there. Before the show. <laughs> Before we started recording. That's okay. Mm. Common phrase is, make... Make your lemons into lemonade, right? <laughs> Take life's lemons and make them into lemonade. I I don't completely understand who associated problems with lemons. I mean, what? Because they're sour? I don't I don't know exactly. Nor does it really matter. <laughs> but it's uh, it's easy to assume that life is working against you so easy I mean especially and almost entirely because there is these expectations of having it work out a specific fashion or having even even the program going a specific way or a conversation or dealing with people 
And it's very tricky, you know. It's it's tricky. Yeah, you have to find that that razor's edge of still being a part of the world, being in the world, but not so much actually a part of the world. <laughs> having this somewhat divided aspect of yourself of what seems to be the actual occurrence of reality and what seems to be instead of reality or on top of reality. Can I have the insight enough to recognize that the reality here, even while it, on my expectations and even while they're crashing down and I'm just... I'm just going miles an hour, <laughs> hundred miles an hour. Yes, Devin, I'm going two miles an hour. No, I'm going to. And the world just seems to be changing all the time. Oh, oh, oh I guess Mark's calling back. That's my ringtone. Hey, can you hear me okay? Yeah. You think it's going to work out? Yeah. I switched internet. This one should be okay. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Let's just start over then. I was just starting to talk about expectations and... Mm -hmm. But I won't play the beginning again, so let's just go on three. <laughs> okay. Okay, go ahead. Welcome to another episode of False Prophet. I'm Dr. Mark here with Reverend Devin Devine on this January 3rd in our New Year's special. How are you, Devin? I'm doing good. <laughs> New Year's? That was like a decade ago. What? I know. It was forever ago. Yeah, 2017. That's crazy, man. <laughs> it was supposed to end in 2012. What's up with that? <laughs> I know, right? you have any New Year's resolutions? Oh, you know, I thought I thought of one earlier, but I think I forgot it already, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not going to work out. <laughs> I think that's how all resolutions are. Like, we tell ourselves, I'm going to start a resolution, and we feel good about it, and then in a couple weeks, we've totally forgotten. Or just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> At least for me. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you, you definitely have to... Uh, one to do it. I mean, the whole point of you haven't been doing it in the first place is <laughs> because you didn't actually want to do it. And then <laughs> you think, oh, oh because it's a new year, all of a sudden I, I'll be all on board this time, right? Yeah. Well, I think, I think we're all in love with the idea of a fresh start. You know, like the new year, it's a fresh start. I haven't ruined the year yet. I still have so much potential. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like life. I mean, wow, it was it was amazing, you know, being born and not remembering anything and just coming here with complete emptiness and we can just enjoy life once we started, like your baby there, figure out how to enjoy and have fun and play around and and with no concerns in life, you know, <clears throat> that, that would be nice. That's my resolution right there. To, to be as a child <laughs> and have no concerns in life whatsoever and, <laughs> and just uh, oh, man. You know, let my father take care of everything 
it's an effort to do that. It's so easy to worry. Yeah. You know, like, I'm worried, am I going to pay my bills? Is school going to work out? What am I going to do for a job? Yeah. But it seems like in reality, we, like, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. We don't have much control over that stuff anyway. If we just trust the universe, it seems like it always worked out. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> I mean, that, that first experience of being born, you know, it, it, we're afraid that it's going to happen again, too. So we, we're, it's very traumatizing as well because we didn't know what yeah. was going on. So we like to try and live from that as well, trying to avoid pretty much the most traumatizing change that we could possibly get into. But even as life, you know, once you get into that groove, groove, you start having fun with it. And it's not until you start having expectations that it, it seems to be going downhill. As far as... I read that in a psychology book somewhere. All disappointment is just unmet expectations. Yeah. And so I thought that's interesting. Like in relationships and all that stuff, like if you're ever mad at your your wife or your partner or whatever, it's because there was some expectation you had that they didn't meet. And so if you alter your expectations, you can be happy with people. And yeah. Be happy with life and where you're at. I think that's what a lot of people mean when they say, uh, you know, let somebody be themselves and... And yet it's it's iffy because you get, I mean, almost immediately, you get in relationships, you have an idea of what that means, and you see it oh, all yeah. the time. Everybody somehow knows what cheating means, uh, except they haven't, they haven't set the standards of their relationship, you know, and they haven't, like, set out a contract or anything. Everybody just assumes this unwritten law of cheating is established in their relationship, just as an example, because there's millions of different things that we just assume that should be established and we assume should take place and and it, it does get into uh, you know a, an unusual way of looking at it but it's so difficult to not not look towards the future you know yeah I had this I had a conversation with a guy and a girl that were married that I worked with and she was from Germany and he was from America and she's like, you know, if he were to go out and sleep with other people, I wouldn't mind as long as he came back home to me. But she was saying, you know, if I were to go out and sleep with other people, he'd get really offended about it. So we play by his rules because I don't want to offend him. But my expectations are fundamentally different than his, and I wouldn't be hurt about it at all. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely we're living off these past choices and... And, I mean, as far as that birth thing is concerned, it, it was very traumatizing. And so every time we go through change, we forget that, you know, it works out. You know? And so we start thinking that, oh, this is different. I was in a routine and this is different. And it's going to be very, it's going to push on me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to squeeze out, not knowing what, I, what the world's about anymore. I'm just going to be completely lost. Instead of recognizing, you know, no, we're, we're better at this than we think we are, you know. We're, we're doing a better job than we think we, we can do. And, and it, it does involve this trust. You know, we, didn't, we didn't even have to try and trust when we were born. It was just kind of, we had no choice, you know. And if we can be like a child in that sense, so that you have no choice in just trusting. And you think the reason you stress about things is because you think you can do something that is better than the situation, you know, 
and trying to fit into those expectations or or really those unwritten expectations that we assume that everybody else is doing or we have to fit in somehow and or, or, or make it work in that fashion. Instead of recognizing, like for me, I'm, I'm a very unique person and that, that, that means that everything about me is going to be just naturally different. So I have to like know who I am to fit in the world instead of if I try and, and say, oh, I wish I could you know, have life like this or have, have a better house or something. And you know, that might come in my life sometime, that's fine. But at the same time, I'm, I need to be me, you know? I need to be yeah. who I am. And I, I kind of stretch the limits a little bit because a lot of people say, you know, trying to be like Jesus. And, like, we got plenty of Jesuses in the world now. We need you, you know. Mm. We, need, we need more of you. Not, I mean, Jesus is great. Follow his morals, standards. That's wonderful. I'm not saying anything against yeah. that. I'm just saying, you know, we need you to be you, not, not to be anybody else. Even the most holy person, you know, it doesn't matter. That's one thing I have to remind myself. If I, if I see other people who have like an awesome house and an awesome job, and I'm like, man, I wish I was like that. I have to be like, well, but I'd rather be a really good me than yeah. a poor imitation of somebody else. You know? Uh, yeah, that's good. Because I think mean, that's all it is. Is fundamentally, I'm having my own unique experience, and to be okay with that, I think, is the trick. Yeah. Not to have like weird. It's and it's expectations that make you uncomfortable. Like, oh, man, I'm expected to be a CEO of a Fortune 500 company, or I'm expected to, you know, do something in front of a million people and they love me or be on TV or something. But yeah. maybe if you just had the expectation, like, I'm just going to be me, experience whatever it is I'm experiencing today. It's true that goals are somewhat helpful uh, according to the world, and, and it is it is great. It's nice. I do see that people actually reach them and... And that's amazing. But uh, what I see as far as the purpose of the world and, and as what we're doing and even what you were just talking about here is that when I am, when I feel like I go in and out of, of being 100% me, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm completely uh, coherent all the time. And sometimes I, I do fall out of it just like being just tired even and just not oh, wanting yeah, to yeah. do anything. But when I feel like I'm completely me, I it's it's almost as if the universe works out, and even the my my wife's kids and my stepkids and stuff they don't fight as much when I'm willing to be and say just kind of everything I would be willing to say. But when I fall back on this like shy thing or I don't want to talk or anything, then everybody's arguing or something. It's like almost as if I don't know if it's just me personally. Uh, but we all kind of have this natural con po position in our world, you know, even like in a comic book or something, uh, this guy does this, you know, he's this type of person, this guy does that. And uh, I see with the kids that one of them's kind of a boss type and he just would challenge everybody. And the other one oh, yeah. doesn't know what he is and he feels like he's he's both. But you see him kind of mediating the and translating to the boss so he's kind of like the mediator oh yeah and and uh -huh. then and and the other ones are kind of like i i haven't defined them yet but we got like a little bit of a peon thing and a princess thing and 
And uh, it, it's it's really funny to see him fitting into that position because once I'm completely me, I'm I'm naturally this peacemaker type thing. I I can see kind of what to say uh, to kind of calm them all down. But if I'm hesitant at oh. all in being me, then the situation yeah. just goes blowing out of proportion, and everybody's not understanding anybody. And and it's just like that natural as if I'm designed as a cartoon to fit into this script in a specific fashion. Yeah. And if I'm too busy trying to be someone else uh, or trying to say things politically correct or anything, then it does, it does change the whole thing. And, and it's like, it's not meant to be different. It's, it's meant to be the same. And, it, and to understand that is a little, it's a little iffy. Hi, baby. Got your baby instead of mine. That's good. <laughs> the tables have turned. Baby. <laughs> how, how old is she now? Um, almost nine months. Oh wow. Yeah. She's she's almost been around as long outside of the womb as inside of the womb. Uh, <laughs> what what is she capable? She's crawling, right? Yeah, she, almost starting, walking. Almost. Quite. Yeah, she's trying. That's cool. To stand up and waddle. I haven't seen any pictures or anything lately. Oh. I know. I, I don't know if it's you. I, I don't think I've been on Facebook a whole lot either. So. Well, That's yeah, exciting. I don't think I've posted much. Oh, my my brother and his wife were unable to have a baby, and they adopted, oh, no and now she's almost three, the one they adopted. Oh. But now they're pregnant and do about the same time we are. Oh, no way. Yeah. Yeah, you know my brother, cool. my younger brother, Cody? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So they thought he couldn't have kids, and now he can. Yeah, I don't know what the exact issue was, but they were trying for a while. Decided to adopt a friend's a friend's baby that wasn't going to have the best circumstances. Oh, yeah. And she's adorable. They moved to Indiana, Indiana recently. And Oh, wow. And his twin brother, even just on Christmas Day, moved to uh, somewhere over there. I think it was Wisconsin. Oh, that's funny. And we just moved to California. Yeah. How long are you planning on being there for a while? Uh, a couple months. And then we'll go to Kansas and then New York. Yeah. And... Are you all over? Oh, yeah, he's not in the UK anymore. What are you doing? <laughs> I know. Well, instead of it being 7 o'clock at night, it's like 11. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All it's over the planet. Different. That's like probably close to the other side of the planet. I don't know the exact ratio. It's eight time zones. So it's, it's pretty yeah, far. Well. It's funny the way we moved here, too, is I, I was like, well, I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to do this you know, back and forth. And I had these expectations of what I'm supposed to do. And well, I want to, and then I just kind of let, let my wife, she was kind of more being authentically herself. She's like, well, we should do this and let's go see family. And, and when I kind of let go of those expectations, we landed here. It's really good situation. Everybody's really happy. The baby's happy. It's been a lot of fun. Oh, you, you've, you found the, uh, Medical cannabis distribution. Is that why everybody's happy? <laughs> everybody's happy. The little green signs everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I was, 
I was thinking about something I wanted to tell you. I was in London the other day, I guess last week, and um, I was there with my wife at the Apple, the Apple Shop District, whatever. It's this huge mall and this big Christmas um, market. And this lady comes up, and she, she's like a little Hindu lady, and she's giving away uh, religious books. And um, she comes up, and my wife's like, no, no, I don't want to leave. And walks away. And she came up to me, and she had this book, and it just, like, stood out. It was, looked really pretty, and it was this hardback book, and it was awesome. And so I took it, and she just came out of nowhere, gave me a book, and, like, disappeared into nowhere. And so I've been reading this, uh, this Hindu book. And it's like the Bhagavad Gita, but it's kind of like a supplement or something. There's a lot of Gitas. There's Gita. a lot of, and I found that out, yeah. Gitas mean teachings, so. Yeah. Um. But it was interesting because it says, in one part, it talks about fate a lot. And so I've been thinking about fate. Um, it says, you know, some people work super, super hard to try to have whatever it is they want in life, and they just don't succeed. Whereas other people barely work at all, and they get massive amounts of wealth and everything. Yeah. And so the book says, it doesn't, doesn't like your efforts don't matter as much as fate like if you're fated to have something it doesn't matter if you really try for it or not yeah, exactly. and if you're if you're not fated and so people are always trying to push themselves into something like to meet an expectation whereas if, they, if it's not their fate it'll never happen anyway and so it's more authentic to just be yourself you know be where fate puts you yeah exactly you're fit in you, you're fit in where you need to fit in. I mean, you you have a different story, and if you right. if you went and changed that story, it would it would alter the whole scenario, the whole script, and and people would do different things. And I mean, some people say that uh, you know religious leaders like Jesus are are actually aliens that came down and broke right. broke the rules. You know, the whole uh, what, what Star Trek yeah, called interacting with us and stuff. Yeah, the prime directive. Yeah, the prime. They broke the prime directive, and now it completely has uh, has delayed our progression in life because we've been sitting here worshiping an alien instead of actually progressing ourselves. And it's it's funny uh, that I mean, just even to think of that option, think of that possibly happening, it, it makes sense. You know that we're you know why. We need to be ourselves because we're just we're, we're more delaying attempting to fit in anyway into this world and you know it's funny because some people read so like scripture is totally different perspective than i read them and i know there's some scripture i don't know if it's in the book of mormon or not but it says you know why try and fit in this world when you're <laughs> when it's so temporary you know paraphrasing it and and people assume that means you know to try and be to be the definition of a good person and of the spiritual universe and stuff and and it to me it doesn't mean that it means that i need to not worry about what my body and person is doing because my body and person is also of the world you know in the world and I need to allow that to do whatever Devin's going to do and not yeah. be concerned about what Devin's going to do. I'm going to change my mind about what Devin does instead of try and change Devin. And and it would just naturally fit in somewhere. I mean, like, I, I even think I'm, I'm 
how I want to have even just have more <coughs> friends and stuff, and yet I've never actually had more than any like one or two really good friends that I've talked to continuously at a time, and yet like I even like on Facebook, you know, and talking to people, and it's just you know I never really. You know, I'm just full of acquaintances, and that's great, and and somewhat conversation here and there, uh, but never really in these really good friendships. And that just has to do with who I am, you know. And it's more about accepting who I am, accepting what the script and the role has for me, than trying to change it. And you know, you you and I are both going to be dealing with this with our children, and yeah. You know, do we want to try and squeeze them into an expectation? You know, where or do we want to somehow try and actually just just encourage them to be themselves and and to follow what the guidance within them? That's how I'm going to teach a you Is like, you know, what? How do you feel? Where do you want to go in? You know, what's what do you feel you want to do? I mean, don't don't do it just because I said no. Don't do that or don't. Don't do it because I want you to do it. I want you to do what you want to do. And I, I hear Please. these stories about these Montessori schools, Montessori, and the, oh, yeah, they, yeah. they kind of teach like that, that they have the kids pick a subject of what they like, and they try and teach every facet of what that is. You know, try and teach through skateboarding and stuff, try and teach mathematics and, and, and everything, through science through through skateboarding and stuff just something that they relate with and and love so much and it's kind of like that it's like can i teach yeah. everything through elmo <laughs> right instead of making them sit down and like learn the way everyone else learns like yeah. you're expected to nine to five go to these different classes and stuff yeah exactly it's interesting being in medicine there's always kind of this expectation like oh well you're gonna raise your kids to be doctors too don't you want them to follow in your footsteps <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Part of me thinks it'd be cool, but the other part of me is like, man, I don't know. Like, if it's something they didn't want to do, I certainly wouldn't want to push them into it because they'd be miserable. Yeah. You know, that whole part of me says, I don't know. And so that, to me, I have this little thing. When when in doubt, when in doubt, throw it out. And it's more like, I, I don't, <laughs> if I don't know for sure, you know, then it's not really in the script. You know, the script is written. Uh, your life is written out. This is a fate experience, and you will know, you know, when you're being guided by that spirit. You will know for a fact, and uh, that's that's often what uh, prayer is is really about. If you ask, you know, what should I do? If you're questioning and doubting it, uh, you did not receive an answer yet. Because if you received an answer, you would know what to do, and you would have no doubt, <laughs> and you would go and do it. <laughs> You know, you and you. I will go and do the things you command because I realize and know that you have commanded me to do them. Fate. <laughs> it's okay. Let the baby speak. <laughs> I enjoy it. Participate. Yeah. She's following in my footsteps. He's doing a show. Oh, that's what a tray you does. I don't know if you've seen the video of him playing. Uh, with the microphones, but he always wants to be over here in daddy's seat, playing with the microphones <laughs> and saying, test, 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 test. It's so cute, but it's it's annoying when he's moving all the mics all over the place and I have to adjust them. <laughs> and he goes walking around with, a, with 
anything that's a form of a stick, and he's like whacking everything with it, but he's trying to walk with. <laughs> like your like your staff. Yeah. Like that's you know, interesting. Be yourself, whatever it is. <laughs> well, I've been thinking a lot about this lately because reading these, you know, Hare Krishna text, it talks about specific things you're supposed to do, and it says um, you're supposed to be vegetarian. And you're supposed to fast from beans and you know something else twice a month and they have all these specific things you're supposed to do <laughs> that interrupt your life so that you'll be constantly reminded about the religion yeah. and jews do the same thing like they live the law of moses and they have you know all these other things that they do like kosher and stuff and so i've wondered like how important is it really that we follow these specific expectations of what we're supposed to do yeah. It seems like the real purpose of them is so that we're supposed to remember, you know, our spiritual nature. Yeah, as far as that... Re- Does that, it really matter? No, I mean, if you can remember without any rituals or practices, then you got it made, you know. The whole point... Well, one part of this... Go ahead. Yeah. One part of the text that talks about... Um, <clears throat> there's one law that says animal animal dung is impure. So if you touch it, you know, you're supposed to go wash yourself. But in another part, it says the cow is a sacred animal. And so in one part of India, they say that a cow dung will actually purify you. And in another part of India, they say that when you touch even cow dung, you need to go wash yourself. And so it's like, and so I was reading the book and it says, you know, to the layman, this seems like contradiction. But they say to us, it's not, you know, because... They're following, they're both following their religion as they see it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. It's like they're both following very specific things, but really they're just doing what they think their religion is teaching them to do. You know, even though they're completely different. Same religion. It's funny too, because in the Bhagavad Gita, uh, it, at the beginning of the book, it has this story with Krishna and Arjun, and they're in a war. And it, it's pretty much a war among, with all the family and everything, his cousins and his, and stuff are on the other side. And, and he's like, Krishna, I can't do this. I can't fight them and kill them. And, and Krishna pretty much sums it up by, by showing him his magnitude for one, which says, you know, listen to me, I'm, I'm a god. And then the other one he says is that it doesn't matter that if you remembered the purpose of life that death is not an issue here and that you can just just do the fight because this is what's happening you do the war because this is what's happening and and that everybody lives again in some way or another and that there's nothing lost and and only a new experience gained and and then by the end of the book you know he's saying don't eat animals and and all this stuff and right like, <laughs> because you kill them and and that's bad and you're like wait a second this is you know it's it's all it's all good it's a, it's a matter of like how you know how how has has it been translated and i think this happens with us as well you know this is all this this war going on is really just in our heads you know we we like to try and uh, get more information. We like to try and categorize and put things into oh, yeah. expectations. And so we, we try and make it into a definition. A, a, a f- it has to be a fact. 
you know? Right. And, and so you have to apply this to everything. And then when your mind changes, you know, you almost forget about the, I guess, the resolution you had last year. And now you're trying to start a new <laughs> resolution this year, uh, you know, because you, you, you learned more, you know, you began something different. Yeah. Uh, which reminds me, I, I do remember what my resolution was kind of. Uh, I, I haven't started it yet. I'm starting on the full moon, but uh, with the miracles, oh. with the miracles of magic, I'm going to be doing the same seven days uh, with the different colors, but I'm going to be doing it in any order I see fit. So it's going to be oh, okay. a little different. Yeah, not so rigid. Yeah, and see what happens. I don't know. I don't know what the purpose of anything is. I'm just like, right? Just like going with it. I don't know right. if it's even going to happen. Uh, how's your medical intuition one going? You know, I, I'm all on board and really wanting to do it. Uh, I am, am a little behind with the website and getting it up and and all this stuff, but it's coming. I'm going to be doing it sometime this hopefully this this month or the next before my birthday anyway oh yeah that's cool yeah i'll let you know because i need guests on it to be calling in and stuff and oh nice yeah i'll call in as a guest yeah It'll be fun with my marijuana from california yeah <laughs> you're gonna have to <clears throat> send me a sample Colorado's <laughs> <laughs> closer but yeah that's true <laughs> it's all fun. I don't know. I've just been, I've been thinking a lot about like religion and expectations, and how like it's easy to get caught up in the expectations of religion. Mm -hmm. You know, like oh man, I'm supposed to go on a mission. I'm supposed to pay my tithing. I'm supposed to do this. I'm not supposed to eat this. I'm supposed to do this on this day. And it's so easy to get to feel bad that you're not meeting all these expectations. Yeah. But then when you look into it, it's like most of these expectations don't matter anyway, yeah. and they change. <laughs> Yeah. Like for Mormonism, I always I always like to bring this up with my wife because it bothers her. <laughs> but I'm like, how come Mormons can't drink alcohol? She's like, well, because it's bad. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, but didn't didn't Jesus drink alcohol? Didn't he use priesthood power to make alcohol <laughs> and then drink it? And it was such good alcohol. Everyone's like, hey, why'd you wait till last to give us this? This is amazing alcohol. And I'm like, so what's the difference? Jesus went to heaven and he was perfect. Why can't I drink alcohol? Well, the water was impure <laughs> back then. And... <laughs> You get that, right? Right, right, right. But uh, it's, it's interesting because, yeah, go ahead. It's like it, it doesn't. I don't think it matters about the alcohol because even in the modern church, they used to drink wine. They'd have uh, for the sacrament bread and water. They'd have wine and bread, you know, and that. <laughs> and so they used to drink alcohol, yeah. but then things change and expectations change, and it's like I don't think it really matters if you do or don't. Yeah, kind of. It, bugs me is that they call it the words of wisdom <laughs> right. so to to maintain this the uh, healthiness of a body uh, you know I, I, yeah sure that's uh, w wisdom for an old body i suppose but right as far as rituals you know like my staff for an example it, there was a whole lot of different kind of explanations and stuff why I have it and stuff when I had the big experience it started as as kind of a discussion in my mind about having 
having some way of symbolizing for myself that that light and that experience and and more so I can remember it because I, I knew that I was coming back into the darkness as one would say and I didn't realize until later that it, it lines up so perfectly you know with this you know I walk through the shadow of death with my rod and my staff <laughs> and, it, and it literally is a rod and a staff it's kind of funny and and that it, it represents almost as if how much God got the thought of God even if it imaginary or just an idea took over my mind uh, it was now in my experience as a physical object and even while I I take it along with me everywhere I go and I've made it and and even it was given to me step by step and what to make and how to make it and it 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 really is just a symbol of what is happening in my mind and it's the same thing pretty much with all the world is like this it, once you have a little belief you start to experience it in the world and once you once you change that belief or add another belief you start to experience it in the world and as that started even in this idea of the garden of eden we we developed more and more and more and more beliefs that we pretty much passed down and passed down and passed down and continue but are they individual at, beliefs uh well it's it's tricky like because if, if my grandpa had an individual belief and then he passed it down to me and i consider it like canonized religion yeah in a way uh because you're not actually as separate as we want to assume i mean we want to actually think that the spirit world even had different as different souls uh that were separate but in the spirit world, when we know and and experience the universe as a connected divine uh, net system, that you know you know your grandpa as much as you know you, and so while it happens in this physical world of pretty much experiencing our own beliefs, we choose to believe in some that would seem as if they're coming from the past, simply by bringing about the same experience and even it's as it's as solid as as believing that the wall is there you know it's it's as deep as that and that we don't just go walk through the wall it's like oh no you guys walk around the wall i'll walk through the wall because i don't believe in the wall what are you talking about a wall you know and it's something like that because it's it's not some it also includes all religions and all belief systems and stuff like that but it's also the whole basis of the world it's it's why you believe in it as physical from that that being passed down of that knowledge and good and evil we think we have to believe in it to protect our body uh, we think, yeah, think that we, we are a body yeah and that's why we think we're our body because we're afraid that something's going to be hurting us outside of the body so we make it separate naturally instead of recognize that that there is not actually an experience of separation as much as there is a belief in attempting to protect this idea that we are a body. So when you say your grandpa believed in it, it is, I mean, an aspect of your mind or in the DNA, as we can even say, that that has been passed down and you naturally use it, uh, even as that uh, 
as it goes of the seven generations, the, the father's sin will be passed down for seven generations. And that is the sin that is talked about is the belief in anything being separate from God is the biggest major sin that is just simply a misunderstanding. It's a belief that it actually is happening. So it's passed down because we, we just make the assumption by the beliefs, oh, oh, I see my parents acting this way and doing this way and, you know, innate and nurture type belief systems that just naturally go with us. And so, so is this where, go ahead. That's good. Is this where our expectations come from too that make us so miserable is compounding beliefs that have accumulated over time? I would say so in a way because we naturally see what works out and we naturally see what doesn't work out so we make our assumptions of what the future will hold and instead of expecting miraculous things you know like you know there actually being wine left over uh, instead of expecting something like that we assume uh, and, and assume on reality what we're going to experience uh, even as, as something as natural as quite literally, if I get up, I'm going to stick to the ground as I walk, you know, instead of yeah. flying as possible, you know, it, and that seems outrageous as I'm using an outrageous idea, but it really comes down to, you know, what are you capable of? And to go back to a little bit what we were talking about earlier, that uh, what we actually are capable of is not so much to uh, meant uh, to enhance determination of getting something that you're not fated in doing, but to the belief in yourself and knowing that, you know, me as a person meant to be this specific way that I don't, you know, I don't need to change me. I need to believe in me and the things I am capable of, I'll naturally fit into, you know, you, know, you understand what I'm saying? Like I'll fit into You're the changed. mold of the fate that is fated for me uh, if I naturally accept who I am and bring that who I am everywhere I go. So you have to change your beliefs, expectations, and it allows you to be free to be yourself. Yeah. Be yeah. Really yeah. Some people. I'm just thinking about how this. Well, some people, you know, make very drastic decisions and they don't even realize it because they're so obsessed with a traumatic experience in their life. That, oh, yeah. And even if it was just a small thing, the reason they're shy or something is a big one. And and then if they didn't have that, they would make this simple choice to say hi to somebody or start a conversation with somebody that would turn out to be, I'm talking to this lady today, it turned out to be her husband, and she'll finally get married, and then the husband introduces her to this career she's always been looking for, and all this, you know, <laughs> it, it starts this whole thing. But instead, she's obsessed with that she looks different, and that people made fun of her about it, and she doesn't say hi, you know? It's like that. In, it's like you naturally go into a flow of where the spiritual universe, every obstacle will be just... B just <laughs> the words are just <laughs> you know every obstacle will just get out of the way for you because you you have this written script that you're just in and you know and you don't have to fight for it it just kind of naturally happens 
when you when you naturally be yourself but like how that relates to rebirth and the idea of like being born and born again you know if we get stuck in these same beliefs of well i believe i'm a body i believe i need to be a body i need to be born you could just cycle in it forever you know yeah i would i would use that rebirth idea as in, in that definition of you know you become a new person as you stop you know stop obsessing with this experience or this traumatic event in our lives or whatever that now you you bring you bring with you a whole nother image a whole nother experience that you avoided before that wasn't there before right yeah I, I think that's a good way to put it however from my experience I would say this rebirth is can be a far greater thing than just simply a little bit of a change of personality <laughs> and I want that's to say, funny because I've had okay go ahead I've, I've had this kind of experience where I'm I'm like well I have this belief I need to do I need to go to school I need to do this I need this kind of job I need to do these kind of things <laughs> I'm trying to do, full, you know, fulfill the expectations everyone has for me and do these things, and I'm just miserable beyond miserable, even though I'm technically and outwardly doing everything right. It's just unhappy. Yeah. But then when I get out of my way and I just do something completely authentic and just jump off the cliff, and I land in the most spectacular way, yeah. it's like, wow. <laughs> then I think, man, that was lucky. I don't know if I could do it again. Like, that was a miracle how that happened. Oh, yeah. I can't rely on miracles, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's funny. But the ego does grab onto that and then think it can just jump off the cliff anytime. <laughs> then it wasn't cement to one of those times, and and all of a sudden it's jumping off and it's not landing very good. <laughs> right. Yeah, so it's it's tricky. I, I I do say that it's a labyrinth, and that we we have to really tune in. It's meant to be tuning into that spirit, into that inner guidance. Uh, so, so it's almost as if to you, it's going to be completely different, completely random, not necessarily different, but it could, it's, you're rolling the dice every time to our knowledge, you know, mm. but the spirit knows where it's going to land and it's going to make that dice ran, land on the right one. And you're going to do it this way this time, you know, you're going to do it that way this time. You, know? you, you go with it. And, but it's, it's a, it's really, it's not about what's happening uh, to say as it's trying to train our minds to think think in the fashion uh, that actually brings a it naturally brings about those experiences that are working out because it wants you to think that way that brought it about it wants you to to be in that mindset that brought it about because that's what we're training to do here that's why we're here is to train to think very specific fashion for this this plan this e eternal experience which is which is well worth it. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, some of the beliefs that we hold, you know, like I can't walk through a wall. Yeah. All, I, all of my beliefs are like that strong. It seems like or a lot of them are so strong. It's like, man, you can't walk through a wall. It's not a question of maybe. It's I couldn't. So when something happens that challenges that belief, and it's like maybe I can walk through a wall. It's like mind blowing. Yeah. You know? It's like no, you can't. You can't drink alcohol. Right. <laughs> Oh, maybe I can drink alcohol. You know, it's like that. So maybe I, you know, maybe I can. It's it's the same thing, but that that seems easier to do, doesn't it? You know, yeah. it seems like, oh well, yeah, that's that's like a moral standard that I made 
I put into place and I'm agreeing with it and that's perfectly fine. I, I condone mm -hmm. it completely. And uh, yet we don't think that, oh, maybe I can walk through a wall. And some people actually think, mm -hmm. no, no, you literally can't. You can't do that no matter how much you choose to do it. <laughs> you can yeah, drink it's not alcohol. A, it's not a, yeah. Go ahead. But, the, but the walking through a wall, you think that's, it's not a choice. It's We're a victim of a situation. We yeah. can't. It's beyond our capacity. But it's the reality is it's all our choice. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's that's what they would say. <laughs> now, uh, for me, yes, I would say that it is a collective decision specific for this experience. Like we are here to experience the opposition. And while I've had my glimpses of physical laws being broken, it's not what I'm meant to do here. Like I know, but now I know beyond any doubt that it is possible and I am capable of it if I need be. Uh, however, I am, am willingly putting these so-called laws on myself. I am willingly, instead of, instead of something's doing it to me and we're all victim of it, now I, I realize that I'm doing it to myself. And, and it's mostly because I have that insight, that experience of seeing the purpose of the world again and remembering you know, even the same reason we came here in the first place. And so that that definitely makes it easier. That's why I condone dying as well. Everybody die and come back. It's wonderful. <laughs> like, I remember being born and it, it, just observing, like, that experience and seeing pretty much all the blurry faces and ex lights changing and not really being able to see for a while. And And it was just, like, a part of me a part of remembering came with me and I, I do think everybody has this experience in some way or another and yet we can choose to be like this is scary you know or we can choose to be like oh no I knew this was going to happen I kn I've always known this is going to happen even though I don't know the details about you know I'm going right or left or anything like that or up or down or if it's going right or not I just a part of me knows you know, and part of me, and now I can trust because there is a part or an aspect of me, whether it be God or, or whatever, just that knows that that fate ultimately always, no matter what, brings me home and brings me to that experience of complete peace and surrender. And knowing that brings about that experience and, and opens that door. And it's just such a beautiful, beautiful option to take. I highly recommend it. <laughs> it's like thinking about, you know, what the Gita said. It was talking about, like I was saying earlier, the guy who works really hard and never gets anywhere in life, or the guy who works hard and becomes really wealthy. Yeah. And the guy who works really hard and never gets anywhere in life, he, he could be all frustrated, but ultimately he's choosing this this life. He's choosing yeah. not to get anywhere because he's, there's an experience that he's supposed to be having inside of his his life, you yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. It's like his his soul volunteered for this, right? In, in one way of understanding or another, and and yeah. so if he looks at it, if he looks with one set of expectations, like, well, you know, I'm not really rich and I don't have a nice car, he could feel like his life is a waste of time. He's 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 lost. He hasn't done what he's supposed to. Or, but if he looks at it, I think from a higher perspective, like, no, no, this was the purpose of my life. I did it perfectly. 
Yeah. I was supposed to be here and be me in this existence in this way and learn a unique lesson nobody else did. You know? Yeah, and bring that to the whole, you know, bring that to all the sonship and everybody in it. And so that, you know, oh, we're so glad that you failed, you know, thank you for this option. <laughs> <laughs> instead, of, right. instead of actually failing and thinking you supposed to be doing something else and you never get to your purpose but ultimately that also is impossible mm. it's just it's a lot easier you know to go with the flow and to go with who you naturally are and all, it's it's a lot easier not to have obstacles in the way you know <laughs> mm. but we gotta go we gotta find out what an obstacle is to even realize that it is nicer to not have obstacles that's kind of Kind of why we're here. Part of a learning experience. Well, I'm glad that we got to this today, Mark. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. Sorry about the internet thing at the beginning, but I think I've got it worked out now. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. We had a nice little talk <laughs> here. Yeah. yeah. So, so you'll be in California again next week, huh? Yeah. Anytime. A few I'm months. Good. Okay, yep. sounds good. Thank you all for tuning in and being here live with us. And yeah, if you want to experience any of these other programs, it's called False Prophet with a question. It's a question. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can find that at openandclear.com. O-P-E-N-A-N-D-C-L-E-A-R.com. And you can contact both of us through there as well. Okay, have a beautiful day, Mark. Yep, you too, man. And everybody else. See ya. <laughs>